This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The only thing that I had known about squatting really was just people taking out some vacant home or building that may or may not have electricity and water and stuff like that. So immediately all these concerns came like, oh, I know that I entertained the idea, but I didn't really think about the logistics of it. Like, how is this actually going to go? And what kind of position now am I putting myself and my children in? And the benefit outweighed the risks. It had just gotten to the point where I felt like my back was up against the wall and I was out of options. My name is Christina. I'm 45 years old. I'm an ultrasound technologist. I'm a single mom of five, currently living in Philadelphia. I started out as a single mom with my oldest son. I was a single parent. Became married, became divorced, And at my best, I was still one or two paychecks from missing mortgage payments or rent or that kind of thing. And a few times, I've had to make drastic moves in order not to go homeless. It wasn't ever easy to maintain a household with children who you want to make sure have an enriched life. So early on, I noticed that you could do temping and you made quite a bit more money than taking a full-time job. And two to four times I had to do one of these travel contracts in, in my career to bounce back. They were desperate attempts. I was like, okay, so I'll take this contract. I can make X amount of dollars. I should be able to come back with X amount of dollars. And then I can put that on a down payment for this, that, and we can get back to where we work. And the last time that I did it, I was able to get a contract in Ohio. We drove across the country from Texas. And my goal was to make a fresh start. And that's what we did. I was able to secure a full-time position, was able to meet a private owner of a home who agreed to rent his home to us in a nice area, had a nice job. I was able to get us a van. Everything was going great until things weren't going great. You know, a lot of hospitals that contract out help might be in a smaller town, places where I was like, the only Black person or one of very few Black people. And it started off subtle. I think a lot of people are actually surprised when they see a Black female coming to do ultrasound for them. Oh, eyebrows raise. Eyes get wide. 
I see it in their faces, then warnings, don't go here. You might not want to go there. Stay around this area. And it all snowballed into some big thing and things played out in a way that I had to just cut my losses and move on. So what do we do now? I've never lived amongst my real family before. I was um, adopted when I was a baby, but over the years I've had met with my biological mother and I have brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles, a whole entire family. So my biological mother invited me to come to Philadelphia. I had a support system. So my children and I make our move. We come and my mother lives in a one-bedroom apartment. And we just all filed in there and made do. But I'm noticing as I'm looking for rental properties, it's the usual hard time. Got to have a perfect credit score. They want first and last months and all that stuff. But as a single mother struggling for the better part of my adult life with children, I don't have stellar credit. So I was noticing this was kind of um, a bump in the road. So I did go ahead and put up an application for Section 8 housing voucher program, just as a fail-safe, just in case. We're starting to get into more speak of coronavirus, but now it's starting to get to be, okay, the city of Philadelphia is thinking about shutting down. So now I'm like, my time now is dwindling. I've been with my mother maybe going on a couple of months, and her leasing office had become aware that we were there and they were threatening to evict her. I don't want my mother put out for trying to help her daughter and her grandchildren. That's not fair. And I did not want to put her in harm's way by contracting Corona. She's elderly. She's a breast cancer survivor. So now it's urgent. I'm looking at the rental properties. I saw the qualifications becoming very restricted. Now they want three months rent, deposit, stellar credit, definitely need proof of employment, want to see paychecks, uh, bank accounts, that kind of thing. So that, that option was excluded. So I was so glad that I had put in this applications for housing and that kind of thing. And when I really started researching and getting into it, it just seemed hopeless. I thought that if I went to speak with people face-to-face, that there would be some resource that they could refer me to. And I spoke with two separate representatives of PHA, Philadelphia Housing Authority, within the office, and was basically told it's just a waiting game. So what are my options is, is the question that I would ask You know, the lady that was giving me this information. And she said, well, you could go and move into a shelter. And in that same breath, she said, but I wouldn't do that if I was you. It's not a good place for you to be with your kids. I'm starting to panic, to be quite honest, because now at this point, it was a, a week or so later, we were on full lockdown. It was taking chances for me to even continue to go out looking for properties. At this time, I thought, let me just go by and look and see if people have a sign on their property for rent by owner. Maybe I could talk to somebody. And I actually did drive around and see if there was an abandoned home that we could possibly squat in. My son had been going to functions with this new organization that he's become a part of. And they would have meetings during the week. And 
at the end of these meetings, whoever was leading the meeting would ask if any of the members had any needs. I say, yeah, tell them we need to find a home to rent. At the next opportunity, he put that information out there that we were on the verge of being homeless. And they came back with this information where we ultimately obtained a squat. We waited for about a week and the lady said her and her people that she works with, people who volunteer, was getting the house ready. So I thought, oh, you know, this is, this might be kind of nice. So we meet, it was nighttime. We open the door, I step up into the house and my heart sank to my stomach and I wanted to cry. (laughs) The floor was filthy. There were smears on the wall, the appliances that had been left behind, there was no way to clean them up and use them. The, The refrigerator had food, old containers in it. It was just mold and just disgusting. The toilets were filthy, the tub was filthy, the sink was filthy, had stains and God knows what. There was still furniture and stuff from the people who had moved out prior. And and not really furniture, like it looked like park benches. I, I can't imagine people living that way. So we got in here and cleaned this mess It took at least two weeks before I would consent to bringing my children in the home. And we did what we had to do. I had to take what little money that I had and now invest into this home. I had to get on let go and buy appliances. I needed a stove. I needed a refrigerator. We had to paint walls. Fortunately, we had utilities, but I'm going to have to tell you, it did take me a long time to get over what I saw, and I didn't let my children see it, but my sister and two of my brothers helped us get it all together. And I just went to acting like this was my place. Like, I had read squatters' rights, and so I understood what would yield me the best results, make the property look nice, act like we live here. And for as long as it lasts, I want it to be as good as it can be. This city has more vacant and abandoned homes than I've ever seen in my life. They are literally everywhere, in abundance. On this street where I am, there's at least four abandoned homes. Behind me, there's five. It's unbelievable. There've been other cities that I've been to that I've thought, well, okay, well, maybe they are having a housing issue. But I don't know what's going on here. It's perplexing to say the very least and it's concerning because it makes me feel like I'm not sure what this city stance is on their homeless and we could really be in a precarious position here. I do carry a daily paranoia. I certainly don't want to have a scene that I had seen months before with the situation that happened in Oakland, California, with the mothers who obtained a squat and then subsequently were removed. It is it's nonsense that there's the OPD and Alameda County Sheriff's out here for children 
And for mothers, if you are not angry, you are not paying attention. But the scene from their removal and their eviction was just out of this world. They had SWAT show up on them and different kinds of law enforcement agencies. So yes, I don't... I don't rest easy. And also COVID-19 being out of control. If we get thrown out in the streets, what risk options are available for us to become sick? And if something happens to me, what's going to happen to my children? Being able to wash your hands can make the difference between life and death. I meditate. I breathe. I tell myself, no harm comes nigh my dwelling. This is scripture. And I say that when the thoughts start to consume my mind, and I just say, I'm not a victim, I'm a victor. And everything is always working out exceedingly well for me. And I have to talk my way through it. I have to sit there and take a deep breath sometimes, just a few deep breaths. I have to breathe and, and, and comfort myself so that I don't get into a panic mode. We're living our life. We're living day to day. We're rolling with the punches, just trying to stay safe, healthy, get my bearings so that I can look forward to what what the next step would be. Coming into this situation, I was informed that the, the lady who is very active in the community trying to help with the homeless problem is also a negotiator and is trying to negotiate to see if we can stay in these homes. To me, that's kind of the light at the end of the tunnel. To make this situation legitimate would be a huge two-ton weight lifted off of me and I can move forward with freedom and confidence and, and get my situation straightened out. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. 